0: Good morning. Welcome to Trinity's Daily Podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at the church, and so good to be with you here on this Monday. Before we get into a reading from Matthew 23, I want to give you a little bit of an update. I've heard from many of you uh, that you're concerned that when life gets back to whatever the version of new normal is, we'll be stepping into at some point in the future, you're worried that we'll be disbanding the Daily Podcast. Well, just want to say, fear not. Uh, there are some changes that are going to be coming. Uh, namely, we're going to be moving this daily podcast over to a new feed. And I'm going to say a little bit about that in a second. Uh, but we're going to continue to get in your inbox on a daily basis because we believe the Lord is uh, using this in some ways that uh, we hope will continue. Historically, our Trinity thread has been Sunday sermons, classes, and the occasional update or instructional moment on a season. Our thread's going to go back to that. Um, and if you want to continue on with the daily stuff, you'll just subscribe to a new feed uh, and we'll let you know when the time is right for that. We're probably looking at an August uh, pivot. Uh, one, speaking of p- pivot, one of the things that we're going to be adding into this, um, I'm really excited about. Uh, for the longest time, Karen and I have... Felt a a growing passion and burden, frankly, from the Lord uh, to tend to spiritual growth, to renewal um, and to the renewal of our own souls and and our own churches. And so she and I are going to be leading this podcast um, and there'll be regular reflections, just like the ones you've been listening to for the longest time, if you've been with us, but we're going to add in and layer in um, the occasional spiritual exercise, guided silence, uh, prayer of Examine, Lectio Divina. Uh, it's my conviction that these spiritual practices are vital. We, we don't want to just inspire you with biblical teaching. We want to do that and teach you how to be a reflective person, a person who is renewed at your center, who is able to be the kind of woman, the kind of man that God wants you to be. And I believe that these practices are going to be a real enhancement uh, in addition to the the daily reflections that we're doing. So I hope you'll you'll join us when the time is right for us to pivot over. And, of course, we'll give lots of warning pre-notice on exactly how to do that. But just wanted to give you a little update before we look at the word today. Uh, Matthew 23, then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore do whatever they teach you and follow it, but do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on the shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and have people call them rabbi, That you are not to be called rabbi for you have one teacher and you are all students and call no one your father on earth for you have one father the one in heaven nor are you to be called instructors for you have one instructor the messiah the greatest among you will be your servant all who exalt themselves will be humbled and all who humble themselves will be exalted this is the word of the lord thanks be to god let's pray and then let's let's do our best to hear jesus god we Ask you today to to help us to become spiritual people. Uh, Lord, we want to be the kinds of people who uh, do not receive your rebuke, Lord Jesus, but rather uh, have you say when you look at us, well done, good and faithful servants. Lord, help us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's no getting around it, y'all. Jesus is not happy with the Pharisees. And if you've spent a little bit of time in church, you probably know that Pharisees were simply just the religious instructors, the teachers of Israel. They were the, uh, the people people looked to for truth to, to learn from. And Jesus rebukes the Pharisees really in two ways. And we're going to sit with these two ways here for the next few minutes. Number one, they don't practice what they preach. And number two, they're tirelessly cultivating an image so as to appear appear important and powerful. So number one, they don't practice what they teach. So Jesus doesn't dismiss their teaching. He just says their lifestyle does not align with their teaching. They lay burdens on people that they themselves are unwilling to bear. And he says, listen to what they say, but not what they do. And that would be a terrible thing to have anybody say about you. Uh, Listen to what she says, but not the way she lives, because she doesn't live the way she speaks. See, what Jesus is pointing at here is this tendency that we all have toward a disconnect between what we say and what we do. It's very important for us to consider this, that our true beliefs are revealed not through what we say, but they're revealed in the way that we live our lives. It's easy to say stuff. Uh, Gosh, we live in a world right now where people say all kinds of stuff. It's how we live that matters, and that's what Jesus is getting at. And so I would ask you this question Are you living in a manner that's consistent with what you say you believe? What would Jesus say of you? Maybe the way to know what Jesus would say about that is to look at your own life and the people in your life and ask the question Well, what would the people around me say about me in this respect? See, people who are close to us, people who are around us a lot, they oftentimes are aware of places where we're not living integrated lives, where we're not living in a manner that's consistent with what we think we believe or even say we believe, because it's really hard to hide the nature of your true self in those unguarded moments. So people close, they know. And so one of the things that we can do to gain insight here is to invite honest feedback. Not with everybody. Don't don't just ask everybody to anyone and everyone to tell you exactly what they think about you. But who are those trusted companions? People that you believe have your your best interest at heart. One great way to grow in this area of putting our finger on incongruencies or, or places where we're disintegrated is to ask people whom we trust to say. Could you point out blind spots, places of incongruency in me? And then when we do that, we have to actually endeavor to refrain from being defensive. We can't lash out after we ask for input. I think the Lord would invite all of us to make changes in our lifestyle when we spot inconsistencies. But before we can make those changes, we actually have to ask people to help us see. It's one of the reasons why every day I ask the Lord uh, to point out places of sin, blind spots in me. But it's also one of the reasons why I ask people close to me to, to point those things out as well. I think one of the areas where we get into trouble, uh, where we have disconnects between what we say and what we do, is when we're really fast to declare truth uh, or things we believe that we haven't given those things time to seep into the groundwater of our souls we live in a world, y'all, where we rush with our words. We, we read something and then get excited about it, and then we externalize it when we haven't had time to really assimilate whatever that new thing we believe. We haven't had time to assimilate it into our actual lived experience. And then incongruencies, inconsistencies show up. So I would encourage you to be deliberate, to slow down, uh, to seek to integrate truth into your life so that when you do speak, your words will actually carry real and meaningful weight. See, the Pharisees weren't doing this, and Jesus rebuked them for not practicing what they preached. The second thing that Jesus did in terms of bringing a rebuke to the Pharisees that I think we need to consider is that the Pharisees spent a lot of time and energy working to appear significant, powerful, and important. See, they were cultivating an image. Image was actually everything for them. And in that respect, I think we live in a in a time where we are tempted by the same things the Pharisees are tempted by. See, their their temptation was to cultivate a religious image, right? Uh, we read in the passage that their phylacteries were broad, which is a nod to their religious garments, that they sought public affirmation, the best seats, the way they wore their clothes, the way they prayed their prayers. They, they wanted to be honored. But all of that just means that power and position and security and significance were really important to them. And if we're honest, we crave the same things they crave. Maybe you don't uh, preen an image by prancing around in certain religious garments. Now, I certainly know some Anglican friends who would be tempted along those lines. Um, Maybe for you, it's projecting an image on social media or... Uh, fudging your resume a little bit to make you appear more significant than you are, we fall into this trap all the time. And the question we have to ask ourselves is why? Why did the Pharisees fall in the trap of trying to appear more important and significant than they are? I think we do the same sinning for the same reasons. When our identity is not rooted and grounded, when we don't have a hidden rootedness in God, then we live for only external, invisible things. If you think about a tree with a very shallow root system, if everything is visible and nothing is invisible, then that structure is bound to fall when adversity comes, when a storm comes. And so if we're focusing all of our energy on cultivating uh, security through success or physical appearance or intelligence or uh, what we wear or where we work or... How we, how we look or um, our jobs, whatever it is, we're focusing on things that can't ever really anchor us and root us in. And what Jesus was basically saying about the Pharisees is what I think he would say to you and me, tend to the hidden, tend to that which is under the current. Y'all, it's one of the reasons why I want to move from just uh, giving you biblical truth to actually giving you biblical truth and then us teaching you how to implement that truth, how to become a reflective person. And y'all, that's not sexy work. See, a lot of times we would rather just be inspired when really what we need is a kind of inspiration that then invites us into practices like silence, solitude, examine, lectio. And by God's grace, I we want to teach you how to do that. Uh, we don't want you to be the kind of person that feels like you You should know more than you do, but you're afraid to ask. And so one of the things that we're going to do in this podcast is we're going to show you how to do this life with God so that you have a hidden life with God, because I think that's actually what keeps us from succumbing to the sins of the Pharisees. So where are you currently being tempted to ground your worth in temporal things? Maybe it's time to name those things and ask God for grace. I'd like to pray for us before we go. God, I thank you for my friends listening today. I pray that you would give us the strength to look at our lives, Lord, to ask you for grace and for help. And I pray, Lord, that you would touch us, help us, change us. In Jesus' name, amen.